You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and the excitement continues with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings is giving all new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Bet just $1 on any football game this weekend and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new customers $200 in free bets instantly when they bet at least $1 on any football game. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sports Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you when you place a $1 bet on any week 1 game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 140 of the big show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? End of the weekend, beginning of the work week, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, I'm sorry on both regards, uh, but if you're if you're you're driving in or on the train, or what have you, the subway on your commute, riding your bike. Uh, well, I was going to say close your eyes, and take some, but don't don't close your eyes if you're riding the bike. But uh, take some time, relax, put your feet up, and watch the pictures and the sounds as they fly through the air. For these 45 minutes, we'll try to 
at least take your mind off a few things. But how's everybody doing out there? Yes, it's uh, crazy times, but uh, here's your, we'll try to get you away on the escape. I won't get too worked up. Well, I might get a little worked up today. But what are we going to talk about today, kids? Well, charity games, intense charity games, um, some new WHL rules to talk about, um, another Twitter tournament. Oh, another Twitter tournament. Why? But I'm going to. And then um, I'm going to talk about the movie Goon and Goon 2. I know they're they're old and everyone's seen them. But, um, yeah, I, I watched them again uh, just this past couple a couple days ago. And uh, I'll get into that. But uh, before doing all that, uh, if you are new to the show, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Um, uh, I want to thank everybody uh, who went and listened to Wednesday's show. Um, it was kind of a recap or uh, a re-upped show, if you will, uh, with Brad Wingfield. And uh, Brad was a great guest. And uh, of course, I will—I won't lie. I—I I jumped on the Danbury Trashers um, train that is rolling through social media right now, um, with of course the Netflix documentary that came out and. Um, a whole new generation has been exposed to the Danbury Trasher saga, and the documentary is pretty cool. Um, I mean, I, I lived through that time period, so I knew all about what was going on. Uh, so it wasn't a new story to me, but I, I enjoyed the fact that they, they came out and released it. And, uh, uh, and like I said, a new generation got to see it. Um, but, I mean, social media, man, I mean, jerseys are selling. Everybody's getting on the... AJ Galante, I think, has probably got a phone attached to his ear. He's done so many interviews. And uh, um, so I figured, while well, I had Brad on like two years ago, and he told some of the same stories that he told in the documentary that just came out. But um, so I figured, uh, well, why not take the Danbury portion of his interview, which was about 20 minutes with me, 20, 25 minutes, and uh, that was what Wednesday's episode was. Um, again, I encourage everybody to go back and check out and listen to Brad's entire interview. Uh, it's episode four in my catalog, and uh, it's great. Brad was a great guest, and uh, I mean, not only the Danbury section, but just just in general, um, a lot of fun. And uh, like I said, it's been, you know, when I was, I was going through it, because uh, I had to find, I had to edit the interview, like I had to find the Danbury part. So I was just kind of going back and listening. Like I said, it's been two years, so it's like you forget some parts of the interview. But just listening to it, it was like, yeah, this is really good. Not because of me, but him. He is, like I said, the guest makes the show. So, um, yeah, he was a really great guest. So I, I definitely encourage anybody, at the very least, to go check out Wednesday's episode if you haven't yet. But definitely check out his full-length interview. And just the back catalog in general, if you're new to the, if you're a new listener, um, I've had Steve McIntyre on, John Morasti, Clark Wilm, Roman Volpat, Joey Tedarenko, uh, Jeremy Cornish, Mike McWilliam, Colt King, Zach Fitzgerald, on and on. And, uh, definitely encourage you to go back and, and check out the back catalog. Um, uh, I do two shows a week. Every Wednesday is interview day and, uh, every Sunday is, whatever you want to call this, <laughs> pardon me, um, shit show Sunday or what have you. Um, like I said, it's just a general kind of uh, ranty type episode, I guess. But uh, those that have regular listeners, you know what's up. But uh, yeah, um, 
Well, I'll do this first. Um, like I said, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. There's over 50 shows in the network. Um, I encourage uh, all the NHL teams are represented. So whatever team you're a fan of, there's a show for you. Uh, of course, they're getting ramped up to go here. Camps are going to be starting soon, and uh, season's right around the corner, which is hard to believe. Just feels like it just wrapped up, but uh, yeah. And so they'll be they'll be busy. Uh, you know, the network will be buzzing again. Um, for my off-network friends, of course, uh, you know, Florida, the Florida man. Eld Alec over at the Five for Fighting podcast, you know, living out in Bo- Bo- Del Boca Vista. And I like he puts out, oops, I forgot to do an episode this week. Oh, shit. Wish I could do that a couple times. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, he's, you know, seasonal Alec. I mean, I don't know when, you know, you'll get a few episodes here and there at his leisure. So we'll see what happens there. I mean, against my better judgment, uh, I'm actually having him and Jay from Iowa. We're doing a group show on Wednesday. What, what am I stepping in? Holy shit. You know, that's, that's how far. So the, you know, they think I'm tanking the ratings on purpose here. I'm like, I'm trying to get fired, you know, um, with bringing that mud show on. Uh, God. But no, I'm going to actually have those two jokers on and we're going to do a minor league mayhem. Um, the Twitter tournament that I do every year, um, we're going to do a bracket breakdown, much like uh, a while back, a couple mo- a month back, I guess. Steve and I did with the Bob Probert tournament, um, so I'm going to have those guys on. They're big, both minor league fans, and um, yeah, we're just going to discuss the first round matchups and just the guys that are involved in the tournament. And just uh, uh, it's my first time trying to do a group chat, so it'll be uh, that'll be interesting in itself. So. Um, yeah, but I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, we're doing we're going to actually record that uh, Saturday night. So yeah, the beers will be cracking, and uh, we'll see what's happening. So looking forward to it. But uh, yeah, other than that, um, but Alec, I mean, I give Alec shit and deservedly, but uh, he does have. I, I can't take that away from him. He does have an excellent back uh, catalog. Again, by Lois Segroy, Rob Ray, Yablonski, tremendous. Uh, definitely give his show a, a check, check, check his show out. And, uh, also on Facebook, he runs the, uh, he's a creator and runs the enforcer appreciation page on Facebook. It's got over 1200, 12,000 members, pardon me. And, um, yeah, check it out. People are putting up videos and pictures and everything else. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, just, uh, one of the few places now you can go to discuss fighting really, um, you know, with the message boards and everything gone. It, I guess it's it's a message board, really. Um, you know, just in a different form. But, uh, yeah, check it out. And uh, lots of fun there. But, uh, and then, of course, we got uh, the Coliseum Chronicles, run by Jolt and Joel Lazito. Give me the Lazito. Is uh, an Islander-based podcast, enforcer-based podcast. Uh, again, tremendous back catalog. Fakoda, Bolton, Asham, Strudwig, on and on. Uh, Joe... Who his latest episode is with Dean Trebojevic. Turbo, uh, check that out. Um, I have it downloaded. Uh, sorry, Joe, I have not listened to it yet. Nothing personal, but work has been goofy, and I have it in the truck ready to go when there's been issues with the truck again. But uh, I will definitely be listening to that. I listened to him and Alec and Joe. I listen to all their shows. Uh, again, against my better judgment, but I do. So... But, uh, no, and Joe, and like I said, Joe's, uh, Joe's been around and, uh, you know, he, he contributed with the Stan Fischler Bad Boys books as well as the, uh, Hockey Stars Tough Guys magazines for the, for my old time listeners. You guys know, remember those magazines that would come out once a year and Joe was a, was a big contributor to those. And, um, 
Yeah, so Joe Joe took a lot of sh- caught a lot of shit back of the message board days for his rankings and everything else. So, um, I, I guess that's probably what he's getting his revenge now with his podcast. He's taking it all out on us. But uh, also, definitely check out Joe's not only his back catalog, but Joe sells merch. He's a big deal out in Long Island, you know. And uh, yeah, he's got his face on everything: shirts, pants, frisbees, hats, toques. Pens, mugs, you name it. Joe's got his face in it, on it, around it. There you go. I know he was feeling a little bad. He was feeling a little upset last, last week because, of course, the, his riders lost. Joe's a CF, he is legit a CFL fan, and he's a legit Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan. So, of course, the Banjo Bowl, he was feeling down about that. But, uh, of course, with the uh, NFL season start, you know, and get... Uh, you know, I, I thought he'd be a Giants guy or a Jets guy or whatever. No, he's a friggin' Bills fan. Oh, God. You know, and of course, Mrs. Lazito's upset because, you know, every time Buffalo wins, Joe friggin' jumps off the couch through the coffee table. So, you know, he's got a standing an account. He's got a standing uh, open account at IKEA. Yeah. And uh, so, but where are they? I think Buffalo's at home to Pittsburgh this week. Hmm. I think in the pool, I actually, I will, I will side with Lazito and take Buffalo. I don't, I never asked Joe for his NFL selections because he's got, he's, Christ, he's got the Bills going sixteen and zero every year. So, yeah, so he'll he'll screw me out on a few picks, but uh, I, I think I, I think it'll be a close one. I think it'll be a, I'm calling a field goal difference between the two teams, but I think I'm taking Buffalo. So you know, I'll I'll go with Lazito on this one, but. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm once again Joe's distracting me. Um, oh yeah, buy Joe's merch. Don't jump through any tables. Leave that to Joe. But uh, check out his show, Coliseum Chronicles. Give it a little zito. All right. And if you happen to be on social media again, why would you do that to yourself? Although coming up next Saturday, I'm going to ask you if you're not on Twitter, could you join Twitter? Just take 20 seconds to sign up. Just be the anonymous egg, ABC or whatever, and follow me, Fourth Line Voice, on Twitter, and so you can cast your votes for the Minor League Mayhem tournament that starts next Saturday. So please do that. But if you're already on Twitter, Fourth Line Voice, Twitter, on Facebook, Fourth Line Voice as well, uh, give me a follow, whatever, check me out. I'm always putting up videos, pictures, what have you. I just put up like six pictures tonight. And um, yeah, check me out. Also on YouTube, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube. It's a trend, Fourth Line Voice everywhere. Um, I have over 2,500 videos on my YouTube channel, and they're all sorted. NHL, OHL, AHL, whatever your league you're looking for. Junior A, B, C, M-O-U-S-E, that's all there. Just check it out. And um, yeah, uh, well, I was going to say do it while you can because YouTube's cracking down. They're like closing fight accounts and stuff. So we'll see how long my my account lasts for, but it's it's going right now, so... Um, I try to upload new fights every week. Um, it's been a little tough lately. As a, as a regular listeners know, we're trying to sell our condo. Got to walk through this weekend. Please sell. But uh, so all of our stuff is sort of packed away, including my fight DVD. So I haven't really been adding a lot. I have a few DVDs here and there still here, but not many. And plus with every work and everything else that's going on, I haven't had a lot of time. But normally when everything calms down, it should be here in the fall. It should settle down. Um I will definitely be adding more 
um, fight videos. So subscribe to the channel, hit the little bell notification. That way, whenever I upload something, you'll be the first to know. Also, guys, whatever platform you're listening to this, um, I know I'm asking a lot here. Uh, could you de- first of all, could you download the episode? Serious. Uh, don't stream it, please. I get paid by the download. That's, that's serious. I do. So that's how we can tr- also track the follows and stuff. And so it'd be very helpful to me if you downloaded the episode. But also, could you rate and review my show on whatever platform you're listening to? Um, it helps me out in the searches. You know, when you say you listen to a podcast and afterwards, if you like that, you might like these. Well, that's all based on uh, reviews, apparently, and ratings. So, um, you know, and hey, if, if you think it sucks, say it sucks. I mean, you know, whatever. But, uh, no, if you could rate and review the show, I'd, I'd greatly appreciate that. But uh, let's get on with things. That's 13 minutes that you're never going to get back in your life. But uh, hopefully I can make the next 13 exciting. I'm not promising anything, though. But... Uh, did you guys see that charity game in New York between the firefighters and the police? There was like three fights. It was like 7-5. There was like hitting and shit. It was like intense. I mean, that's probably the most intensity MSG is will see all year. <coughs> you know? Uh, and I mean, and everybody's kind of going on, oh, it's a charity game and whatever. Well, it was a game for charity. It wasn't a charity game. I mean, it wasn't like there was, uh, you know, old timers out there and kids with walkers and, you know, and, uh, and we're trying to fundraise for them and they were getting the body put to them. Um, no, it was, uh, I mean, and like fire and cops, I mean, that's like dogs and cats or sworn enemies and, uh, you know, and, uh, yeah, the boys were going at it hard. I saw the one tilt. It was solid. Like, it was a good fight. And, uh, you know, and I mean, we're talking, I'm sure the guys playing, I mean, are probably ex-players. A lot of them are probably ex-junior players and stuff. And, uh, you know, and, and obviously in shape and good athletes. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, you got an intense game. And, uh, from all accounts, I talked to a few people that watched it. They said it was, like, really good. Um, you know, fast paced intense hockey. I'm like, oh, pfft. The NHL could be so lucky, you know, um, as we, as we sleepwalk through the regular season. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, I saw it was kind of catching a lot of shit online, you know, again, with the charity aspect of it. And I mean, I, I see the point, but, um, you know, you get, uh, you get a rivalry like that and it just goes to show you like it's with intensity and everything. And, uh, and I'm sure in both dressing rooms it was understood. Like, yeah, I mean, for personal pride, you think, boys, we can't lose this one, charity or not. Like, you know, and uh, the boys took it serious. Like I would say with anything, if, um, you know, rack or senior or what have you, if it's both sides understand what's going on and, and, and what we're playing for and what it's about, hey, get as intense as you want. Um you know, I mean, uh, uh, when you, when, when it's, when you have athletes like that, I mean, I, I mean, anybody listening that's played wreck anything, um, you know, for the most part, you try to keep it cool cause everybody's got to work tomorrow. But I mean, you know, there's always a couple guys that are intense about shit and there's always a few guys that think their scouts still watch it. And that's a little eye rolling, but, um, I think this was on a little, kind of a little bit of a different level. Um, and like I said, if everyone involved is, uh, you know, is on board, well then our have at her. And like I said, I think they put on a pretty good show for the fans and, uh, yeah, good work boys. But, um, yeah. Um, what was I say? Oh, the W. Yeah. Yeah. So I got this, um, 
moving on, I got this text message from past guest Mike Haley. Great interview. Check his check him out. Um, the WHL has some new rules, and in there is a fight, a couple new fighting rules. Uh, a misconduct shall be assessed to any player who intentionally undoes his chin strap prior to or during a fight. Oh, yeah. Who's undoing their chin strap in the middle of a fight? But um, I know they, a lot of the guys were doing that undoing because you couldn't take your helmets off anymore, right? So, of course, they're undoing the chin strap and, you know, they come flipping off, you know. But uh, apparently that's not happening anymore. And rule number two, a misconduct shall be assessed to any player who intentionally tries to pull or pry off the helmet of the opponent successfully or unsuccessfully prior or during the fight. Oh, yeah. So, kids, uh, for all you up-and-coming tough guys... Take your big visor, stick it in your chin, duck your chin, put your visor all the way down, make yourself small, and we'll break hands in the name of safety. So, oh yeah. Well, they have a, the the Western League is the one one junior league that hasn't put any fight restriction like in terms of fight totals yet. Um, the OHL and the Quebec Major Junior League, it is three fights uh, per player, and then you start getting suspended with the Western Hockey and I believe Junior A, depending on the league, I think it's five. Uh, for most leagues, um, you know, and then, uh, the Western league doesn't have any, uh, restrictions in, but I mean, you know, as in terms of totals, um, but I mean, as it goes on, like no one's fighting, like, but I laugh, but then you go out, like I said, then you get on these message boards and everybody's like, it's Batman. Like, oh yeah, no, it's not. (laughs) It's the junior leagues. You know, you cut it off, you cut the pipeline off. You know, but I always laugh at these people that somehow think if it gets intense, the enforcer is going to come back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That that killer coming out of junior with five career fights. Yeah. Uh, five of which he couldn't that he kept his helmet on the whole time, you know. Um, so, ah, yes, just uh, just another roadblock in the ever ending the, the quest to I wonder when fighting will be gone. It'll be interesting. I mean, I don't think the NHL will, like, really ever get rid of it. It'll just, like, you know, organically sort of disappear. I mean, you'll have the odd thing of slap and tickle, but for the most part, ugh. no, there'll be teams with, like, three and four fights a year and, eh, whatever. But we can we can hear people yell and scream about intensity and warrior and all that horse shit for, you know, whatever, because somebody got mad and face wash somebody there's three scrums so we can yell intensity and rivalry night so but uh yeah anyway those are the new whl rules but uh um as i was saying this wednesday myself alec and jay are going to be doing the bracket breakdown for the minor league mayhem tournament it's another twitter tournament that i put on every year this is the fifth one um as Alex said, why do you do this to yourself? I said, I completely start. To, I question every time I do it, why? But um, I have to remember, and it's hard sometimes, that 95% of the people that partake in these tournaments, it's they're fun. Um, they know they they know what it's about and creates conversation and, and people enjoy the interaction and, and everybody has fun with it. And then there's the 5%. And there's always 5% in everything, it seems. That just whine and bitch and complain and troll and have nothing better to do. And, uh, and unfortunately the 5% takes the fun out of a lot of it. And, um, I said, I haven't even released the bracket. Like people don't even know who's in the tournament yet. 
And I got people whine, I got somebody whining who isn't. I mean, they briefly saw my list when I made a little video because I showed how I draw, I make up the matchups. It's computer generated. And I, sh- I always show the first matchup of every tournament. So this one is Ferone and versus Willis as it's computer generated from the numbers and you line the numbers up with the, with what the list I've written down. So you briefly see the list as I'm kind of going over to see the who, who got drawn. So apparently they must have, whatever, I don't know, would you pause it and read the list? But oh, of course they're complaining about who isn't in it already. And it's like, oh my God, like who cares? And like the one clown is like some Mike Ruchin guy. Oh, some guy that played for Flint in the seventies. Well, he's the toughest guy in the old IHL. Okay. He might've been, but I was in like diapers when he was playing. So, you know, and I was like, okay, like, you want people, so there's no video of this per people. So 99% of the people voting have never seen this person and there's no video to watch. So why would I put him in the tournament, you fucking idiot? Like, really? Like, I know common sense, that boat sailed, like that horse left the barn a long time ago in society. And it just gets magnified every time, like when I do this shit. So I'm going to hear, and that's the thing. It's one thing with the Probert tournament because it's NHL guys. So there's lots of footage of every guy out there. I mean, some of the older 70s, even the 70s guys, there's stuff out there. When you start getting in the 60s, obviously. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? The 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever. There's footage. You can go see these people. Minor league tournament gets a little tougher. I mean, yeah, Yablonski, Morasti, Bosse, McIntyre, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there's video on those guys. But... <clears throat> When you start getting into 80s, 70s, minor league stuff, it's hard. You know, especially when you go outside of the American Hockey League. And, uh, and I mean, I get it. And like somebody's like, oh, Kevin Evans. Well, how much, how many Kev, how much Kevin Evans footage is there? Like, I know who he is and whatever. I've seen a few of his fights and I'm sure some people have, but it's like, when I'm making these terms, I also have to take into consideration if people want to see the person, they can go on YouTube. There might not be a lot of stuff, but at least you can get a visual of the person. So giving me some fucking guy that played for the Portland Buckaroos back in 68, it doesn't make any sense. I, I don't know what part of that is so tough to grasp, but okay, but here we are. And again, this is the fifth year. There's always going to be the staples that are like Bonvi and Gillies and them are always going to be in it. But I try to rotate like I always half the tournament. I try to rotate through. Like I said, you can make a 400 man bracket and there's, and there's a hundred guys you left out, you know, it just doesn't end. And I, you know, so I'm just doing my best to try to like put in name guys that people at least know have seen before. And, you know, and really at the end of the day, does it matter? Does it really matter? Like, that's what I see. Can you not just take it for what it is? It's just a fun thing to do. And it's, again, it's creating conversation. That is the whole point of it. This isn't some earth shattering thing where, oh, I mean, our ancestors are going to be looking back on this thing in this tournament. Like, you know, it's not going on the ship at Roswell or anything like that. We're not going to put it in a time capsule and bury it. It's just a fun thing created to get the internet, social media talking in, Twitter and Facebook. And selfishly, it's to promote my channel and my podcast. It's the reason I'm doing this. It's like an advertisement for me. If people enjoy that, who put, oh, Fourth Line Voice. Oh, he has a podcast. I'll check out his shit. I'm trying to get new viewers or listeners, I guess, new listeners or viewers to my YouTube channel, whatever. 
I'm promoting my my brand. That sounds so stupid, but I get well, for lack of a better word, I don't know what else word to use. But I mean, that's what they call it when you're a creator or whatever. <clears throat> yeah, but um, but you know what I'm saying. And uh, yeah, so when you deal with these, and like I said, it's and and that was like what I with, with the Facebook group too. Um, and I've often gone on about. And I've, and I've been doing it lately. And, um, I had one guy, or I had a couple guys tell me, it's like, like, why are you so, it's basically, why are you so serious all the time? And I'm like, oh, I'm, if anybody knows me, I'm not serious. But, um, I get tired of these groups. What I get tired of, um, first of all, they've let too many goofs in. Because I think when people come to, they join the Enforcer Appreciation Group or the fights, hits, and brawls page, or what have you, or come on Facebook to look at my page. Um, you know, it's escapism. You had a shitty day at work, a long day at work, whatever. The kids are finally in bed, you know, whatever. You just want to go sit back, have a coffee, grab a beer, whatever, put your feet up, scroll through your phone, and just read about some old fights, or watch some old fight clips, or see some old pictures, whatever, for a little while, and then it's an escapism. So this is why I take the group... And like an administrator so I can like kick people out or whatever. And I've said it a few times on this channel the last couple of weeks. And same thing with the, with the hits and brawls. I know, uh, <coughs> pardon me, um, Clint really opened it up to a lot of people and he wants to really grow the group. Well, I understand that. That's fine. But at the same time, you're just opening up to idiots. Like you build the tent, the clowns will come, right? And they have. And... I've, I've said, it's not because you're disagreeing with me. I, I believe me, I get people yelling and disagreeing with me every day. That's not my problem. My problem is, is these guys that they fancy themselves as some sort of expert or big fight fan or knowledgeable. And they make these just moronic statements, which, and then as soon as you call them on them or ask them to explain, they smart off or it's like, yeah, okay, bud. Well, no, it's not okay, and I'm not your bud. If you're going to make stupid statements, you're out. I have no patience for that shit. And maybe some of the other people that run the group, because there's like seven or eight of us that are moderators in these groups, maybe they'll put up with it, but I'm not going to. Because, And it's not because I'm some hard ass or I think I'm right. It has nothing to do with me being right. But if you're going to make stupid statements, and then when you get called on them, you have no come back. So you're just an idiot troll that just yells dumb shit. Well, that might work in your group of idiot friends, but on here, it's like, no, I'm going to hold you accountable for what you say. Like you should be in life. If you say things uh, and you get called on them, have a reason for saying them. Like today, perfect example. This guy's talking about Rob. This guy puts a video up of Rob Ray and PJ Stocks fight. Great fight, by the way. And then this guy, let me guess, Ray comes out of his jersey. I'm like, typical, whatever. I'm like, well, Ray didn't come out of his jersey. So I said to him, do you often comment on videos that you don't watch? I've watched enough Ray video. Well, no, clearly you haven't. And again, so you're a big mouth. You're just mouth. You're just a big mouth. So then he's going on while well, he's completely overrated. But they overrate. I was, who's they? This, this, they do a lot of things in life, apparently, because everybody likes to say they. I don't know who they are. But 
so he's going on about how overrated he is, blah blah blah. And so somebody, and he wasn't any good with his tie without the with, when his jersey had to stay tied down. That old argument. And it's like, well, he was actually quite good with his, and he had a lot of knockdowns and KOs, probably more than almost anybody in hockey. So this guy's like, oh, okay. Alex said that. So this guy goes, oh, okay, prove it. Like, oh, oh so oh, it's funny because. So this guy can just say stupid shit, but when someone else says something, he's yelling for proof. So Alex sent him literally like a, like a, what is it? A seven or eight minute montage video of Ray dropping guys. And of course, then this guy's like, oh, Kite was the only one that was tough. Okay. Karen's, Bonvi, you know, Morissette, Cote, on and on. But then it's like, he goes, well, is that your proof? And Alex like, well, I don't know how much more proof you need. That's video. Like, and this guy just thought it was funny and just, yeah, whatever, bro. Well, see, like, this is the stupidity I'm talking about. You make stupid statements. You have video proof disputing everything you've just said. And then you decide just to smart off some more. So you're out. These are the exact idiots I'm talking about. So after I did that, I don't know if it was his buddy or something, sent me a message. And was just like, yeah, what's your deal? And what, like, calm down, bro. Okay, I have a brother, and it's not you, so don't call me bro. And I'm not your bro, or bra, or whatever. Second, no, if you're going to talk stupid, no one's got time for that. And then, like I said, it's funny with these guys that run their mouths and say stupid shit. You go and look, because you can go back and look at all their posts. They contribute nothing. They don't, they, they never post any pictures or some videos. You just troll. And you got something to say about everything. These are the same clowns that'll, that bitch to me that this guy's not in and that guy's not in. Like, you're just, you're just a boil on the ass. So you're gone. Cause people don't need to read that. And it's not about me. I'm just thinking of the people that log into this group and whatever and just want to read about shit. And you can have your disagreement. I disagree. I don't think Ray was that good. But that's not what I'm, again, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying, if you're going to make ludicrous statements, or if you're going to make a statement, be prepared to back it up. And in, in these groups, there's a lot of knowledgeable fans and whatever that will call you on it. And if you get called on it, you're, other than calm down, bro, that's not, that's not an answer. If you're going to make statements, have an answer or if not you're gone so yeah i guess if that's i I get told i was a hard ass and i was being was it power hungry that's what it was i'm like no i'm just making people accountable for what they say i know in in today's society that's you know that's a no-no apparently but uh you're going to be in this group you're going to be held to a you know a standard so just letting you know going forward because I know I've gained a lot of new listeners from that page. I'm telling you guys now. And I don't give a shit if you've been in the group for four years. If you're going to troll and talk stupid, you're out. Because people, nobody wants to read that. Nobody comes to these groups to... Normal, sane people don't come to these groups to read idiocy. It's about debate. And you, and that's the thing. I mean, I know it's social media. It's so foreign to say you can have a civil debate online. It's not hard. I've done it. It's not hard. But if you're going to come and like I said, just mouth off and, and think it's funny and, and not, and not, uh, 
create anything or enhance anybody's experience on the page, there's no use for you. Beat it. Go troll somewhere else. So there's my PSA. People are like, we don't care. I'm not on Facebook. So, which is probably better for everybody. Um, you're probably the smartest one in the room not being on it. But, uh, no. And it just, uh, again, I like doing the tournaments. Like I said, 95% of the time it's great and dealing with everybody and having the players involved. We, everyone has lots of fun and, and, and it's cool. But, uh, unfortunately the 5%, uh, you know, can really take the piss out of stuff. And, uh, and it gets real tiring to listen to and read after a while, especially when you start getting like private messages about it and shit. And it's like, really, you're that upset over a fantasy fight tournament. Like that's what it comes down to. It's a make believe tournament. And you're literally swearing at me about it. Like, that's how pathetic some people are. So, but whatever. Regardless, I hope people will come out, enjoy it. And I, and like I said, when you're listening and you're, and we're voting and the, and the votes come up on the, on, on Twitter, or on Facebook, I'll put the bracket up on Facebook as the results come in. Um, yeah, say something, create a conversation, create something. If you have a story about a guy or whatever, or I saw him in Roanoke back in 03 and he did this or yeah, that's what it's all about. Share the story. I encourage you please to share the story or if you have a picture or whatever. Um, cause that's, that's the whole point of this whole exercise. Um, it's like I said, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's too, it's, uh, well, that's what they call it. Creation, right? You're trying to create conversation and, uh, yeah, and that's what that what the tournament's all about. So I hope everybody next Wednesday, or well, I guess you're listening to us in three days, tunes in um, to uh, to the bracket preview show, and uh, come Saturday, I hope everyone votes uh, when the uh, when round one begins. But um, yeah, kind of the final. Th- well, I won't say the final thing. I was just uh, I was also gonna. I know I keep uh, I'm I'm hit and miss with these, but I. Uh, I, I enjoy doing them, um, is the, the best in the East Poles from the Western Hockey League. I have those old, where they used to send a ballot around to, uh, players and coaches and they'd vote on like fastest skater and most improved player, best player. And one of the categories was best fighter. And it goes from 1987 to 2004. The Regina Leader posted it, uh, for the Eastern Conference in the Western Hockey League. And then they did a separate one out in the West. And I really want to, Get, I don't have the West results, unfortunately. If anybody out there does, please send them my way. I'd love to see them. But uh, I've been uh, going through, and I keep forgetting I have these. And I every couple Sundays I do them, and then I forget to do them a couple times. And uh, and but I have it is the 1997 1998 uh, uh, panel or voting here, and um, best coach Todd McClellan. Well, that's probably a good call. Um, 97, 98? Yes. 90, 97, 98, Western Hockey League, best in the East. And um, here we go. We are going to the best fighter. And uh, the number one vote was 61 uh, points was Stephen Pete of the Red Deer Rebels, was voted best fighter in the East. Followed by Tony Mohagen, a swift current. Kyle Friedrich of Regina was third. Uh, those were the three big vote getters, Pete, Mohagen, and Friedrich. And then uh, rounding out was Craig Brunel, uh, Darren Van Owen, Ryan Andres, Jeremy Yablonski uh, with five votes, uh, Jason Norrie with four, uh, Mike Varhog in Lethbridge, Travis Churchman, Todd Fedorik, 
Jay Henderson, Aaron Asham, Blair, and Blair St. Martin round out the voting. So, uh, yes, I was going to say, uh, yeah, Darren Van Owen. Um, I believe he was a Buffalo draft pick. Uh, yeah, tough guy. Unfortunately, uh, you know, didn't, uh, spent some time in Rochester and stuff, but, uh, I think some injuries kind of slowed him down. But, uh, yeah, Craig Brunel, tough dude, man. Played, of course, bounced around the minors and played, uh, finished up in the LNAH. And, uh, um, you know, everybody knows Yablonski, of course, and Jason Nori and Barhog. Um, again, another, uh, LNAH guy. Um, man. Yeah, Regina had a tough team, man, that year. They had, you know, uh, Friedrich, Churchman, Fedoric. Yeah, that, that was something. Um, and Red Deer as well. I mean, you have Asham and, of course, Pete. Um, Asham was vicious in the, in the, in, I mean, he was scoring 50 goals too. Like, Asham was awesome in the Western Hockey League. Well, Asham had a great NHL career as well, but yeah, he was great in the, in the Western Hockey League, but, uh, yeah, there you go. Pete Mohagen and Friedrich, top three. Those are some, uh, yeah, Mohagen and Friedrich, those are some big dudes. But, uh, yeah, there you go. The best in the East from 97, 98. But, uh, I always like doing those polls and I, and I feel, but I want to apologize for not, I know I had started doing them for a while, but, uh, yeah, I have to, uh, I have to keep up on that. I have a few more to do. You guys will have to, I'll, I will do for you guys. Um, but before I go, sorry, I'm sort of distracted. I'm sort of looking at my phone and looking out the French doors here. But uh, um, it was funny. I, I was home early the other night or the other day, and I was just sitting in the chair kind of relaxing. And, you know, daytime television, so there's nothing on there. But uh, so, of course, Netflix, right? So I'm kind of going through Netflix and trying to find something to watch. And, um, and of course, Goons came, came up. And, uh, you know, I've already seen it, obviously, when it you know first came out and, you know, I'm sure everyone listening has seen it as well. Um, sorry about that. Um, yeah, so I'm like, ah, you know what? I haven't seen these movies for so long. Um, I just want to check out a few of the parts. Um, so I just kind of fast forwarded some of the shit and then watched other parts. And um, to be, and I, and like I said, I know everyone's li- uh, watched these and really, uh, it just, the only reason I kind of thought, well, other than watching it on Netflix the other day, but I noticed that somebody had been talking, it was like, they were just talking about the documentary and then they had talked about other, they were just talking about, uh, you know, Slapshot and Goon and Youngblood and all that stuff for those mo- hockey movies and, uh, and, uh, and, and that. So I just figured I'd briefly not give a review. It's not Siskel and Ebert here, but, um, no, I was watching Goon and stuff and it was just like, I found I fast forward a lot of it. It's just, it's just, those movies just weren't good. They just kind of sucked to be completely honest. I'm like, I mean, I don't know. They wrote like, I mean, was it the worst thing I've ever seen? No. I mean, I'll sit and watch for the laugh. There was a couple good lines in them and stuff. Like, I mean, I get it, but you know, and it was, that's fine. But, um, I don't know. I've seen a lot of people talking about like, oh, it's like the best hockey movie and all this. And, and it's just kind of like, oh, okay. But, um, a couple things that I was watching that, I mean, maybe the first time when I watched it, I, I didn't, you know, well, I didn't have a podcast, I guess, to talk about it, but, uh, like, yeah, if I, well, clearly I didn't, or I would have done like a movie review or something, but, um, having read Doug Smith's book, Goon, um, I really wish they had, and I know they sort of, it's loosely based on that or whatever, but, um, I, I kind of wish they had just sort of done with the, just done the book. I'm thinking it would have actually been better than the movie. 
like it would have made a better movie in my opinion. Um, and again, I understand you got to Hollywood it all up and all that stuff. I get it. I'm, you know, I'm not, it needs to be more lifelike, you know, whatever. I mean, I get it, but just, I'm just to be critical of it. It's, um, the thing that probably irritated me the most is like, why did he have to be a dummy? Like, it's just, it, it, it's interesting. The stereotypes they played on, right? It's like, okay. Like Doug's got to be the dumb, goofy, lovable, dumb guy. Like, all right. And then, you know, and then you just deal with like, oh, they're all crazy and whatever. But on the same hand, I guess they sort of, they treat the the role with the respect and the fact that their teammates respect it. I mean, you know, the French kid comes around and whatever, but the other guys respect it and whatever. And But just like these coaches sending him out to fight. I mean, you know, it's like, ugh, yeah, whatever. But, you know, and... And Jay Birchall, the, the director and everything, I mean, but his, like, goofy friend there, he's annoying as fuck in the movie, by the way. But, uh, um, yeah, it was just, uh, and I mean, I, I get that was his role was supposed to be annoying. He did it very well. Um, but I mean, even like the fight, like the fight's just, the fight, I mean, the, uh, the choreograph, it, they just sucked. Like the only kind of one that looked any decent, that looked, any good was like his fight with LaRock. But of course he always, of course George has got to get in his token. Good luck, bud. And oh yeah, you know, whatever. Everybody else will respect all the code. No oh, fuck. So everybody in the movie theater had little hard ons cause they're of their code. But, um, nah, it was just, you know, the fight, the fight sh- clips were lame and, and I mean, and they made him out like he's a dummy and it's just like, I don't know. Whatever. I mean, I get it. I mean, you know, I know I'm reading way too much into it, but I, as I was sitting here watching it the other day, I was just kind of like, eh, you know, whatever, you know, and then, and then of course, part two, I mean, of course to make Ross, and I, Ross Ray, Leaf Shriver that played that, I really like the character. I will say in the first movie, the diner scene is one of my favorite movie scenes. Um, the dialogue in it's really great. Um, the feel of it and you know, the line of like, you know, everyone loves the soldiers till they come home and stop fighting is a tremendous line. And I dig, that was my favorite part of the movie. Um, and I really liked the Ross Ray character. Um, but of course in part two, they make him pathetic, you know, and oh, here's this down and out guy. Well, first of all, in the first one, they talked about like he played all, he had this long NHL career. Well, okay. You'd think he'd have money then, but no, they make him this like pathetic loser that, you know, he's got all these injuries and of course he gets locked out. Oh, my bus pass. And like, really? Like, Okay, so that's where, like, broken fighters end up fighting in these, you know, clown tournaments and riding the bus and have CTE and all this internal damage and, you know, and it's just kind of like, ugh, I don't know. It's just, you know, and then the the Kane, the bad guy in the second one, of course, he's a psycho too, and it's just like, I don't know. They just played on so many of the stereotypes. I mean, they tried to balance it out. I get it, but you know, I don't know. It's just, no, I was just, and I guess when I first watched him, it never really, I mean, I never really liked them to begin with the movies, but I don't, that's actually probably only, I think I've only watched them two or three. I mean, I've seen certain clips a bunch of times, but that was like the second time I think I ever sat through the movie again. I mean, I watched them all the first time and then never went back to them. But, um, 
and I'm not to say, oh, it should have been like, but I laugh because like really younger people or whatever that'll watch Slapshot. And I mean, obviously at the, for the time period, they didn't have CGI and all this shit. So you had to, you know, I mean, obviously filmmaking at the time was a little whatever, but, um, you had the Hansons who were obviously all legitimate pro players. Um, uh, Ned Braden, uh, was a, he was a very good college player. Um, you know, so those guys could skate. Um, but going into the crowd and all that, all that shit legitimately happened. <coughs> That's the funny thing with Slapshot. All that shit happened for real. And there was a team that actually won the cup by default because the other team was just like, fuck this. These guys are too rough. And that's true. That all happened. So that's the funny part. And then in Youngblood, I always laugh when people talk about like the stick fight at the end and how much bullshit it is. Go to my YouTube channel and type in Brian Wells and Mark Tenorti. There's a junior stick fight for you. That shit happened too. Again, I'm sure it's Hollywooded up, but there was legit stick fights like that. Of course, um, Wayne Mackey and Ted Green. I mean, he almost killed Ted Green in a stick fight in the NHL. That was what, early 70s? Late 60s? Early 70s? Um, they had a vicious stick fight. Eddie Shack was in a vicious stick fight. Um, Larry Zidell, who somebody was just talking about. Yeah, so there was stick fighting. I mean, younger kids listening, like in your early 20s, they don't know there really was. I mean, it's not like it happened on the regular, but I mean, there definitely was, that wasn't out of the, oh, this is just crazy Hollywood stuff. No, that was legit. Again, the fight scenes were a little, nah, but, you know, I don't, they were certainly not like goon anyway. Um, anyway, there's uh I, I don't know where I was really going with this. It was just more, I was watching it and I just wanted to share my opinion on it. But, um, yeah. That's my feeling on the movie Goon. And Doug Smith's a really good guy. I've talked to him lots. Nice guy. There's a guy I should get on the show. I've never, I mean, I know he's made the rounds on lots of podcasts. I should have him on. Um, I don't know what anything. I'll have to come up with a topic, though. I mean, everyone knows his story and whatever, so I don't really know what I could add to it or what he could add to it on my show. But hmm, I'll have to look into that. But I'll talk to him. Nice guy. And if you have an opportunity to get his book, Goon, definitely go out of your way to get it i think it's been reprinted um i know it was really expensive i will i wish i had um my boy chris let me borrow his copy that's how i read it i really wish i had gotten on it and bought it um then went out of print it was really expensive but i believe they've reprinted it i should buy a reprint um definitely but definitely go out of your way to buy the book goon it's excellent really good and doug's story is unbelievable tremendous but um there we have it episode 140 in the books so I want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in and listening to the, whatever the hell this was, rambling bullshit at 9 at night on a Friday. But uh, come back Wednesday, listen to the, the group chat about the Minor League Mayhem tournament. And uh, yeah, and in the meantime, stay safe out there and uh, I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. Thanks, everybody. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?